Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on Sakala Duma Radio. This is a Fangana Corner. Good day and welcome to the car wash. This is episode number 27. On today's show, the PSL said no to Gaston. No the Bundesliga no is back and Pito's contract almost wrapped up. A quick happy birthday to uh, Fortune Makarenge, whose birthday is this week, and Percy Tao, whose birthday is this week. And a big shout out to our listeners over on Mahi Gang FM 96.7. Welcome to game time. I am not alone. We have the one, the only, the man with the gloves who's got a lot of love. It's Sean Roberts. How you doing? <laughs> Slew dog. What an intro. Thanks, buddy. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and up next, we also have the man with the boot. I don't actually have a plan. I was trying to come up with something. <laughs> but take him he said the ah, general Slew. himself. How you doing? I'm good. And you, bro? I think that for sure, and that was the best intro I've ever done. Ever. It was brilliant, eh? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 I yeah, need, yeah. Damn, I, I need to make them rhyme. I think, I think that 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 flows quite nicely, right? Because it came naturally. I, <laughs> I feel valued. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Lou. Oh man, uh, well, we'll pass it right to you because we need. Uh, I, I made you laugh, Sean. So, so you got to make us laugh now. It's a uh, it's a joke of the daytime. Sure. Well, they they do progressively get worse and worse. So here we go. <laughs> um, what did the goalkeeper say to the ball? Catch you later. Oh. Are you talking about yourself right there? <laughs> you didn't catch it during them games. <laughs> Damn. Oh man, that was that was uh, I think uh, not not that not was horrible. Best. That was horrible. Yeah, it w- wasn't. <laughs> that was thank horrible. You, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, but uh, the PSL has finally made a judgment regarding Gaston Serino no nearly no eight months after the incident. They have finally reached a conclusion. The PSL DC has handed down a 75,000 Rand fine to Gaston Serino, a two-match ban for slapping Dean Furman and Clayton Daniels in the face. And then uh, Sundowns themselves have been fined 200,000 Rand. So do you guys think that this is a fair judgment? And what do you make of the fact that if you had impregnated a girl when Gaston slapped those two players, it might have been born by now. <laughs> Sean cannot sell a bit. <laughs> yeah, because our last pregnant. Um, I mean, she's eight months, guys. I mean, oh man, that's that's dope, man. Up. That's dope, man. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, I, 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 it's so long ago. I can't even remember what McCullough got for his band. So I'm trying to compare it. Teko, you might know. Um, my, yeah, yeah. My, yeah, Makola got two matches and it was probably maybe um, the judgment was given within the space of a month or so or two months, I think. So, <laughs> oh, so, so for this one to take this long, I think in for, for, for the PSL itself, you know, it, it didn't do justice to, to what this DC is about. Mm. You know, you can't wait for that long for, for to take a decision. Number one, this thing happened in the MTN semi-final, dude. Like that's the first competition in the league. Yeah. And that starts in August. So now we are in, <laughs> I don't know. And for the fact that it took so long, it becomes a worry. So because the reason behind what I'm saying is going forward in terms of other cases as well, they need to they need to work on those cases as quickly as possible because at the end of the day, 
the the fans we want to see the judgment being done but also we want to see the player back on the pitch because that's where he belongs yeah, so the sooner the sooner you get you get done with these things the sooner the player is back on the pitch the coach also wants the player back on the pitch also the player mm. they're also feeling what they did was wrong but sentence the guy it's not like he killed somebody where you yeah. need to go for trial and all that stuff <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what i'm it's saying it's a fair ban i think to answer your question slew the ban is fair um, I think a portion of that uh, of the money to be paid is suspended as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's just move on from it. Eight months ago, I mean, I cannot believe we're still talking about. Yeah, this. it's, it's long, long overdue. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, Here, boom, yeah. done, sold. I've, I've one, I've one small little question. How does this impact? I mean, think about this. This ban is for an incident that happened in September, and now the ban will actually impact Sundown's title race potentially because Serino plays an important role there. But the ban will have to be served out in the PSL. So how does that impact their their, their run in if 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 the PSL does? But, but 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 Slu, it it was going to be the same thing then. Because at the time, then they, I think it's at some point they were complaining that they were competing for Telkom Cup as well, so they were worried yes. that he might not be there. So it's still, I think the impact will still be the same, but just that now it's going to be more visible because now they're chasing the title and they're in the fresh, fragile stage where they need every player that is available. But yet again, we're speaking about Mamluk Sundowns. So we're not speaking about Barocco United, where there's <laughs> you know there's a lot of talent within the team and everybody needs to put their weight in. <laughs> Yeah. Not to say anything sure. bad about Barocco, but Sundowns got too many players to to come in and and do the business and the, and for the fact that this is out already, I'm sure it's a sign of relief from the team as well, so they can get it over and done with because there's what yes. like six games to go, so just two games and then you'll be able to to play the, the remaining four, which maybe for those sure. remaining four will be the maybe one of those games will be the be the title decider, so at least sure. he'll be there playing for the team. Agreed, agreed. Uh, everyone's favorite team, Baraka United, by the way. Anyway, uh, moving, on, <laughs> moving on to the international news desk. This is the feature where we take a look abroad and have a look at uh, European news from our favorite leagues that side. And the Bundesliga is set to return this weekend with match day 26. All games will be played behind closed doors. Saturday, we'll see Dortmund, Schalke, Wolfsburg, Augsburg, Leipzig, Freiburg, uh, Frankfurt, München, Gladbach. Oh, so much phlegm. And then wow. on Sunday, Bayern, blah, blah. Munich. <laughs> <laughs> Bayern Munich face Union Berlin on Sunday. And then on Monday, Werder Bremen, Leverkusen. Many of you are wondering, of course, in South Africa, and I'm sorry, no, Supersport does not have rights to broadcast Bundesliga matches yet at the time of recording, uh, which sucks. And it means we have to wow. do illegal things to watch it live. Otherwise, we can wow. only do highlights. So what do you guys make? Who are you, who are you guys backing? Are you going to be trying to find a way to watch? Do you have a team in mind? What are your feelings for football finally returning? Yeah, I mean, it's um, in terms of the Bundesliga. Sorry, I'm just trying to pronounce it as well as you do, Slu. <laughs> Bundesliga. Um, I think my money's still on Bayern. I think I've read earlier this week that Lewandowski is back as well uh, after quite a bit of a lengthy injury. Um, and if you keep him fit... You know, oh, he's he's the heart and soul of that team. Borussia Dortmund as well, proper, proper team. And if you keep Haaland fit as well up front, then both teams are in for a shot. But I, my money's still on Bayern, to be honest. What do you think, uh, Tex? Yeah, Bayern obviously will, will forever be the favourites because of their track record as well. Mm. And um, it's 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 also interesting to, to realise also that this... Um, this break that has been given to teams as well. It has given opportunities for players that were injured to come back 
hopefully fully recovered from the injuries and to be able to take part in their games as well. But 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 on the Dortmund side, what has been interesting is Haller has been a very interesting boy this season, and Sancho as well. There's been a lot of talks about him moving to to Manchester United. So there's you know there's interesting players within uh, both teams, which we know mm-hmm. that it can go either way if they put their mind to it. So it'll be very interesting to see how Bayern returns and how Dortmund uh, respond to that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, but my my mind is still on 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 Bayern, the big guns. But uh, it's very interesting also to see what the underdogs always do, and uh, which is Dortmund. Sure. So. I'm looking sure. forward to see that. I'll hope I'll probably probably do something illegal to watch those games. I'm, <laughs> I was about been, to ask. <laughs> uh, Chief, it's it's been a while since I've seen a live tele, uh, televised game. I'm busy uh, rewatching the games that I played in 1996. It's about time I'm watching something that is live. Damn it. <laughs> Definitely. And of course, you know, watching this will kind of set the tone for a potential return for any other league, uh, particularly the Premier League. And I think the PSL execs will also be taking notes because I think they've recently announced 14 days is what that committee has to, to make a decision. And I think mm. watching the Bundesliga, they'll get some clues as to, okay, this is what we can potentially do. Obviously, we need something tailor-made for us though. But mm. on that same note, the UK government has given the Premier League some hope. Uh, the Premier League could be set to resume behind closed doors from June 1st after the UK government set out a roadmap to emerge from the coronavirus lockdown measures uh, this past Monday. There's a 50-page document uh, called uh, Our Plan to Rebuild the UK Government's COVID-19 Recovery Strategy. Uh, so, mm. you know, it's it's an interesting thing. There's no formal announcements from the Premier League as yet, but we do know that restriction measures for training are set in place now, uh, and teams still haven't agreed on the concept of neutral venues. I don't know if you guys saw that whole thing, but um, yeah, it, it's an interesting time. Uh, it, it's still a while, I think. The Premier League is really holding all their chips, and they, and they want to wait and buy their time. What do you make of the potential now for the Premier League maybe next month or, or, or the month after that? Yeah, absolutely. They've actually named this Project Restart. So, I mean, they've, it's it's hope, but it's, it's, it's a bit of a false hope because nothing's been agreed upon just yet. Yeah. And like you said, uh, given that Bundesliga clubs will use their own stadiums, why would they have to explore neutral venues? And that's what's sort of been proposed. Yeah. Mm. Um, so clubs are all they're pushing for home and away games. How that works, I don't know. What the Premier League clubs have also discussed is the need for four weeks of group training before, so like a mini pre-season, which is sort of acceptable, but how they're going to squeeze it in, you know, I'm not too sure in terms of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and, and, and just in terms of the concept of isolating entire squads in a secure environment, which I'm a big fan of, if we're going to get out of this lockdown, is to do that. And that's what they've been sp- uh, speaking about. But then that in turn will sort of go against um, the idea of using home and away games. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens, to be honest. For, for me, it's, it's, it's what interesting is the home and away game advantage. When you play uh, with your crowd behind you, it's an advantage on its own. Yeah. But, but now there's nobody that's going to be there on the pitch to come and support you guys. That's so, Dude, so now when when you start speaking of uh, home advantage, uh, I don't think it's 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 something that I'll be very interested in because I know for a fact that nobody will have a home advantage because there's no fans that are coming there to support you. But yet again, you understand where the teams are coming from. You know, playing in a familiar pitch, you know, familiar surroundings as well. I think it's more uh, on the mind than the physical part. But uh, but I just hope that they'll find. 
you know, uh, a solution to this. Whether they, they use a neutral pitches or not, for me is to see them coming back and play so that league can end. Mm. But hopefully with with what Bundesliga will be doing over the weekend, I think it will fast track so many so many things in the in the world of football, you know, sure. and um, and that will be interesting to see. But I mean, we've been waiting for EPL to to kind of make a decision on that because th- that's one of the biggest leagues in the in the, in the continent, yeah. in the country, yeah. not in yeah. the country, in the world as well. So now it's it will be it will be very uh, uh, interesting to see um, where they end up uh, because if I was part of the uh, the committee to read a fifty one page document. <laughs> it will take me three months. <laughs> yeah, man, fifty-one pages to decide whether to play or not. Yeah, come yeah. on. Oh, and there's man. pressure. And I mean, you know, you guys spoke about the home and away thing. I think another thing there is, um, and this is a small thing, but it's very prevalent in sports. Is superstition. It's just this idea of you know, if you have a fortress, we're unbeaten at home. You know, suddenly if we if we have to play away, we're forced to play at a neutral venue. Maybe that that spooks you out a little bit, gets in your. But head. but 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 also, so if you, if you check all the teams that are complaining about the home advantage is of teams that are right there relegating <laughs> fighting for their lives nobody's sure. fighting for champions champion uh, for championship uh for the title actually is complaining about that but yet again people want to survive people want to use every tactic to survive people want to do everything that they can to survive but they need to understand one thing everybody suffers from this and everybody's going to have the same disadvantage and advantage like everybody else true you know true. And it's a, it's, a, For sure. it's a tough one, but there's some light at the end of the tunnel at the very least. Uh, that's the best we can hope for at the moment. Uh, up next, we have a feature called The Secret Footballer. In yeah, this yeah. feature, our sister <laughs> magazine, our sister publication, Kickoff, uh, if you look at their back page, they have a feature called The Secret Footballer in which uh, an anonymous, uh, either former or current player, speaks on something going on in local football. Sean Roberts is the man who lets us know who that is. or well, not who that is, but but what they're going through. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not who that is. Yeah. The Secret Footballer, Sue. The Secret Footballer. That's why it's called The right, Secret James, we, 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 are, we are back <laughs> on the subject of Muti again. Um, Yes, so I'm just going to read a little bit what this footballer has said. Um, But I must stress that Muti doesn't help you win matches. All it does is give you strength and wisdom. When you go to church, prayer will not heal. It will make you mentally stronger. And that is what Muti does. What? Muti was meant to... Yeah, I'm just... (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. Don't don't shoot the messenger, brother. Let me finish. He's crazy. If Muti was meant to help you win, we would have won every trophy in this season. The only thing that heals you is medication. <laughs> Muti will not Muti will not help you trap the ball and score. When I was at Supersports United, we did not use Muti. We went to dressing room and an hour before the match, we would get the lineup, warm up and start playing. Blah, blah, blah. And it continues. So obviously a lot to talk about there. But in a nutshell, Teko, coming back from something like the lockdown, do you think that certain clubs would look towards Muti in terms of helping the guys mentally progress. It's a crazy. It's a, it's, I mean, I can go on and read, read about this for hours. Your, 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 your draw will drop to the floor. It's, it's quite amusing. But uh, what's your feeling on this? I hope it's a player that is not playing anymore because he's crazy. <laughs> Number one, he says the prayer doesn't help. Ah. You know, it doesn't. It, it, I mean, let, let, me, let me say this. 
the teams that are using Muti, they're using them for for their own reasons. Sure. And I don't think, I don't think I'm, I'm, I've never been a believer of Muti. I think I've been at spo- uh, uh, speaking about it for so long mm. that it's it's something that I've experienced and it has never never worked for me. And I've always been, been in trouble for that. But for me, is teams do have this. Um, religion or whatever you can call them that they've been doing for so many years and they believe in those things but and they believe that those things actually will help them bring results not helping to to see individuals being able to do the basic stuff to control the board and all that stuff first of all if you can't control the board what are you doing in the PSL in the first place (laughs) get out so 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 for me is Teams that have been doing all these things for so many years, I think they'll continue doing them. And teams that they don't believe in Muti, they believe in preparing very well, they'll also do that. But I think the fear factor comes in where teams that are not preparing very well, they try to find external forces to help them win the games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that on its own is instead of relying on the talent and the players that you've acquired, you're relying on an external force to help you come through. You know, and uh, and that's been my problem with Muti is is people actually believe that it works. But anyway, hmm. people people believe in whatever works for them. But sure. For me is um, for for the fact that you've been selected, for the fact that you've been scouted to come and play football at a higher level, which means you are talented in some way. Yeah. So now yeah. once, you're once good enough, yeah, you're good enough to participate. So once you're there, and then you start uh, believing in external forces to make you great. Chief, if you are not great, you're not gonna be great. Yeah. Whether you apply mm. sardine on your forehead, you apply <laughs> monkey glen or whatever the case, you'll never be good. Yeah, finishing clear. And if you're not gonna, if you're not preparing, I don't care what what kind of multi guy you use from Congo, from wherever you wanna use them. If you're not preparing for the game, you will not win. Finishing clear. Agree. It's just, it's just, it's just that simple. But it's just that some teams use that as a ritual, and like, like you said, there's, there's players also that have their superstitions. You know, it's, it's just that it's, it's what the players believe. But for me, I don't think there's ever been a case where Muti has been the ultimate, you know, winner at the end of the day. I think it's just, it's just us in, in, in Africa where we believe in Juju, and <laughs> Juju has never done anything for us, but just takes us hundred years back. Game time is you know? game time. That's it. Game time you know, is game that's time. That's it, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Preach. Preach. <laughs> so now we want to take a look at how Brexit could impact Percy Thau's future. So, of course, uh, all of you know, former Mamelodi Sundown star Percy Thau is currently playing his trade over in Belgium. Uh, thankfully, in the first division with Club Bruges, he's played Champions League football this season. Uh, but he has struggled to secure his spot. He has been a feature in the team. But, um, you know, he's on loan there from Brighton. And so the, the issue is that Bafana Bafana is not a top 50 nation at the moment. And so that means that Persitao cannot secure his work permit in the UK. But Brexit could change that because it will essentially put all non-English players in the same boat with regards to securing that work visa. Mm. So it will now depend both on game time for the national team and the ranking. So, you know, there's been players who are Brazilian but haven't played for Brazil who are getting work mm. permits. But now they'll be yeah. in the same boat as Persitao, where it's like, nah, fam, how much have you played? And of course, Persitao is central to Bafana Bafana. Mm. Uh, this would only come into effect 
in January of next year because that's when England will leave the EU. So he still has a, a bit of time to also showcase his talents even more. He has a bit of a window to shine and potentially make that Premier League debut at some point in the near future. What do you guys make of this potential for a very political thing uh, to end up benefiting Percy Dow potentially? Yeah, Slu, I mean, so, so basically it's up to him. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. he's got six months now to, to play, to train, to eat, to sleep, like he's never done before. And he's pushing for a Premier League contract to, to actually play in the Premier League. Any kid's dream, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, the problem is, if, if it comes to at the end of this where, okay, Percy, you're, you're a great player, but you're not in our plans, then what? Mm. Then, then do, and, and I, what I don't want to see happen is talks of him going back to Belgium but to a sort of a lower division yeah. like he started off and he, he was obviously too good for that I don't want to see happening him even contemplating coming back to South Africa mm. which there has been talk about that as well yeah. and obviously there's only one team he can he can do that with and we all know who that is yeah. um, I, I want to see him progress because I do believe he's good enough people went on about you know the 50 million rand that was paid for him that was too much absolute rubbish he's worth 100 million in my opinion mm. he's, he's, he's brilliant and he's only going to get better um He's been having issues in terms, well, so I've heard and so I've read um, mentally um, adjusting. Mm. That's why he's been out of the squad for the past couple of months and whatnot. But he's going to have to adjust a lot quicker if, he, if he's going to push for a starting 11 in, in the Brighton team. And I, I just hope, I hope, I hope it works out for him. I really do. What do you think, Tex? <laughs> Sean, like you said, I think it, it, it's, it's all up to him. Mm. But, um, uh, with 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 uh, with in regard of him being uh, in a position to adjust, I think he'll it'll build more of his character going forward, and uh, I hope and I pray that uh, coming back is not a solution. Yeah. You know, he needs to soldier on, and uh, this might this this might be the the exact thing that he needed, maybe the drive that he needed, knowing for a fact that you know this might be to his advantage so therefore now he's looking forward to do something about it you know I've, I've seen Pessy mm. because people are speaking about Pessy Tao Sundowns blah 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 they don't understand what he had to do for him to actually come in and play in that star started team yeah Pessy Pessy when we won the first league at, at, at okay, when I won my first league at Mamlidi Sundowns Pessy was there Mm. He was part of the team and he was not playing. Nobody was speaking about Pacey. He was still a young boy that was coming up. Yes, he was training with the team. Yes, he had a PSL contract, but he would play most of the stuff, most of the time with the reserve team. But yeah. that's what I'm saying, that he needed to adjust to the first team first. He needed to, to pay his dues. And uh, and now we're speaking about the boy that he hasn't been in, the, in, 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 in Europe for that long. So he needs to adjust and he's still young. He's 26. I mm. think I think as, 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 as a footballer, you know, you pick it at your 26. 27, 28, 29, that's your peak time. And we haven't seen the best of Pessy yet. Mm. So I think this might be the right right time for him to actually step up his game and uh, step up his mental strength and, and, and show everybody uh, that he is capable of staying longer. Because we want to we wanna have the, the Stephen Pinar story. We want to have the Benny McCarthy story. We want to continue that, that those legacies. And and I think Pessy is in the right track to do that. So is other boys. Yeah, so yeah. is Bongani Zungu. So is Keegan Dolly. I think they're, yeah. in, they're in the right track. I just need, I just think that they need to, they need to, find comfort in those you know in in those situations that are not comfortable where they need to adjust to a different culture new i mean those are those are those comes with ambitions if you had ambitions to go overseas it wasn't going to be easy because if it was all of us will be there right now 
Yeah. You know, I think I think it's an opportunity for Pesce to grow bigger and be the superstar that we expecting him to be. And you know what is what he's capable of, but I think this will be a big 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 opportunity for him if, with the, with this uh, uh political stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you must remember you must remember that there's no better time than now because uh, as you said Teko, he is still young, he's 26, but he's young in South Africa. Over in Europe, 26 is you know, you had to made it by now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he needs to keep that in mind. I mean, it's nice to have a back burner idea. If, if things don't work out, yes, I'll come back to South Africa or yes, I'll drop down a division in Europe or whatever. But um, he needs to really, really back himself and push on. I, I couldn't you, agree more. You, you know, what? I, what I, where my angle is also, Sean, is I looked at how Pinar started playing regularly. He was around the same age when he started playing regularly. Mm. He left very early Pinar also, mm. but he started playing regularly, 26, 27. That's when we started seeing Pinar playing. And people also forget that Pinar at Ajax, he was also not in the, like, in the regular first team playing regularly. He had to go, mm. you know, to his side by Dortmund. He struggled there. Then he went to Everton for loan. So mm. I'm saying that sometimes you never know which one is your right team. We might say now Pace's right team is maybe in APR. You might find out that he's actually maybe destined to play somewhere else, but he need to, you know, you need to go through those processes for him to actually discover himself and find the right team that will actually be suitable for him to to become a superstar that is because you can be a great player if you can't find a, a, a good team that will actually use you properly you can never reach your full potential i think it's, yeah. he's, he's, on, he's on the right track yeah. yeah yeah and i mean the good thing is that there is other options you know brexit impacts the uk but i mean uh you know, the uk is not the only place for him there's spain there's portugal there's france um, exactly and, you know you reminded me of, of uh, Bongani Zungu and uh, just an update by the way with regards we told you guys last week French League um, has decided to, to close off the season PSG are champions they have this kind of maths uh, that that they used to to decide the winner because it wasn't very clear cut, um, and that that maths kind of meant that Amiens Bongani Zungu's team got relegated. And there's just an update to that: Amiens have now uh, filed a suit against the league, mm. and they're going to be suing them, saying that this is unfair. We still had a chance to get back; it was only a four point gap. Um, you know, this this doesn't make sense. Uh, and, and so I just wanted sure. to, to to give people an update there uh, because Bongani Zungu's been in the news recently quite a bit he was supposed to move to the spanish la liga that move didn't work out now his team is getting relegated so there's some potential light but i do think bongani zungu can still secure a move away as well um to to a higher league he's another one who deserves top division football as well yeah yeah so um yeah but moving on this week in history today we remember great moments from the past we dive into the time capsule join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history uh, this is where we take a look back we hit the rewind button uh, in fact since this debuts on a thursday we can call this a throwback thursday uh this week in 2014 surprise muriri tekomudise and cuthbert uh, malajila found the back of the net for Mamelodi Sundowns as they clinched the 2013-14 Absa Premiership title with a 3-0 victory Checo. over Supersport United. Uh, the fun fact, actually, this week last year, Deco Modise played his last professional match for Cape Town City before retiring. Checo. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, on, I'm on a throwback, eh? You're on the throwback, sure. man. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You week, just reminded me of, of that game, man. It was, it was, I think that's the game that actually changed everything for me at Mamelodi Sundowns. 
Oh yeah, the, Cause, the... Uh, yeah, because that's the game that we actually won the league, and after that, I mean, everything started, you know, started going well for my mid Sundowns. But yeah, it was a tough, tough first half. I think we played only second half better. I actually watched that game. I think last week or so, somebody somebody tagged me on it, so I started watching it. Mm. I remember was I could see even myself on the face like, how nervous I was, especially first half. But yeah, mm. second half we played better. But it was because Super Super Sport wanted to be spoilers. Of course, you know they, mm. they, they were playing for that uh, white and blue jersey. Nothing after that they had to go and drink Corona. <laughs> we playing for the league. Yes, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> they want to come here and spoil us, so we gave them three shook hands like after it. that. Fantastic. You know, you know what that reminds me of? Do you guys remember Sir Alex Ferguson's <laughs> last match as as Manchester United manager? where they were facing West Brom and the match ended 5-5 yeah. and it was Luka- I think oh, Lukaku who scored twice against United he was still playing for West Brom and they spoiled his farewell party and Sean also the fun fact on that I think I've, I've never spoken about this I think one that season right after winning my first trophy uh, at that, that yeah. Sundowns I was one of the nominees to be football of the year right and uh, I was never given that trophy. You know what I got instead to compensate that? What? A sports person of the year. A sports person of the no. year? No. Oh. Yeah, no, no. You, you, you cannot have get I'll football. Take it. That's, you, that's, that's overall. That's yeah, all sports look, though, right? Exactly. But why, 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 why didn't they give me the, the football of the year? Then I get sports personality of the year. Come on, dude. <laughs> got, give me this thing so I can be a three. Huh? <laughs> who got it? Who got it? I don't remember who got it, but uh, I think it was Villa. I think it was Villa guys who got it. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember who got it though. But I feel like um, if I was not if I was not part of the nominees or all that stuff, yeah. yes, that's fine. But I was part of the nominees and I played very very well, especially in the second round of the season. And that's yeah. when footballer football of the year are, uh, are being judged on, like when yeah. it's tough, what do you do for the team? And yes, and it's just that once it was done, I was like, okay, sharp. But for me, the most important the biggest thing was like I don't care about individual accolades anymore like I just wanted to be on the podium with the team and when that happened nothing else mattered of course there was a cherry on the cake with football um, I mean uh, sports personality of the year I was I was, I was I mean that's what I'm saying that that game changed everything for my Middle Sundance yeah, not only yeah. for me brilliant since then it's been it's good been memories upward bro. trajectory yeah um Next one, this week in 1980, Kaiser Chiefs won the Champion of Champions final against Pubs, winning 3-1 on aggregate. It was the third time they'd won the trophy. And uh, this week, back in 2012, Juventus completed the Serie A season as undefeated champions with a 3-1 victory over Atalanta. What a time to be Mm. alive. Um, Up up next, uh, we have a clip from... Uh, a feature that we do on on SL Radio called The Big Interview. Uh, I interviewed a woman who is a former Orlando Pirates, Sundowns, and Chiefs fitness coach. Uh, and I, I asked her about when she thinks the PSL should return, uh, judging by players' fitness. And here's what she had to say. It's going to depend on what they were maintaining during this lockdown. And as I was saying to you, if it's professionals that you're talking about, there shouldn't be a problem they will immediately get linked up with their heart rate monitor, their GPS systems, and immediately they will be assessed the minute they get back into the team. And like I say, there might just be a bit of endurance, that um, speed endurance, whether it's just endurance, that might just be lacking. But I don't think it should be too long because this is not a, it's not a holiday that we all are having. This is a period of 
mental and physical strength that must come together because it's only the strong ones that's going to survive this. And there you go. She says the PSL return date, uh, we assume this is obviously once the government gives an all clear and the PSL makes this decision, but it depends on the players. It depends on their fitness levels. And I think this kind of is a, is a great time to talk about the fact that this week now we've seen Ben Mutuari of Orlando Pirates has tested positive for COVID. And so more than ever, you know, regardless of when the league decides you know it's time to come back we now realize this is about this is in the players hands really this is about the safety of the players uh, and the fitness levels of the players because we also mm. spoke at length in that interview about you know what if what if we rush this and and, and players get injured or or, or, or something worse and, and so it's an interesting topic and i think you know sean you you used to work with elsa you know uh, what type of lady she mm. is fierce and she she's right on this matter i think yeah, she was also at Ajax, Lou, as well. Um, so, yeah, a, a few things that she's brought up. Um, basically, she's saying how important it is that players have are busy maintaining themselves now for when they do eventually come back. Um, that's of, imper- you know, just the, the biggest, most important thing right now is how they're looking after themselves. Mm-hmm. They are linked up to heart rate monitors, so they can't cheat the system. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You, you can't come back to this sort of mini pre-season training and say, oh, this, that, that you, you are linked. You cannot cheat the system. Um, the, the good news is that if they have taken care of themselves, it would just be a matter of that little bit of lack of endurance that they're getting at the moment. And possibly, are they mentally really fit for the next journey that they're about to take in? So, um, yeah, I, I'm just hoping, and we've spoken about this at length, Teco, I'm hoping these guys are looking after themselves off the field because it's going to show when they get back if they haven't. That I guarantee you. Yeah, I mean, I think this is one of the biggest challenges the players have to face right now, especially not the teams, individual themselves, on how they've been carrying themselves with, uh, during this lockdown. And also, I think it'll most importantly, it will be a mental strength part, uh, uh, a part where we'll be they'll be very, very challenged in that department because as a footballer, you only need three weeks to be better. Mm. You And in, in, in that three weeks, you're not, gonna, you're not expected to be 100% fit. Mm. The games you can manage because all the teams when they start the league as well, they're on 85, 90, 80, 80, 80 98%, 90% uh, uh, fit. So that's what you need mm. to start this, this, this thing. You don't need to be 100% fit. And three weeks will actually give you that. And plus, we have new technologies, my friend. We've got heart rate monitors. So basically, within a week, you'll know where your team is and you'll know what to do and what not to do. It's not like those old times of Malombo Lichaba where you have to run the whole UCT three times for you to be fit. Mm-hmm. So now there's certain... There's certain things that are put in place for you to get your fitness level very quickly. And also, it puts so much pressure on the physical trainers of their teams on what is yeah. it that they can do to make sure that the players are ready come the time where the game needs to be played. Because what I what 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 think and I hope that they've been doing in this lockdown is working on their muscles, strengthening the muscles, because mm. that's what you can do because you are not allowed to jog first. So that's what the point where you strengthen your muscles, you know, you 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 make sure that they're okay. Once you start jogging, of course, it's going to be painful, it's going to be strenuous, but once you get that endurance a little bit back, then your touch will get back. Within three days, the touch will start coming back. You start feeling the ball. I think this is is it's it's a it's it's, it's challenging for everyone, but I think the strongest one will actually show up and they'll be counted for. Yeah, I agree. Agreed, agreed. And up next, we have this situation regarding Pizza Musumane. Still, I have to say this up front, no absolute clarity, but it looks like his contract is almost going to be sorted out very soon with Mamelodi Sundown. Of course, it comes to an end on June 30th, but uh, I think everyone 
in the league wants this guy to stay. Um, I saw even, uh, I think Kazimu Tang uh, recently spoke out in the media, or was it Irving Koza? I'm not sure, but they were saying we need the Pizzos and we need the Gavins. Mm. You know, we don't want to lose these guys, these these uh, very experienced coaches, homegrown. Uh, so, you know, it's it's interesting. But I wanted to ask about this idea of, you know, because Pizzo's spoken at length about he wants to have a grassroots football foundation. Um, and that might have been one of the issues, uh, you know, when it comes to his contract, because obviously Sundance has mm. their own academy. So what do you guys make of, of, of Pizzo wanting to both be a coach and head up his own youth development program as well simultaneously give the man what he wants please i mean it's of course there's there's a lot of contrast in this i'm i'm almost 100 percent sure his his contract has been done and they just haven't announced it yeah and that's just my personal opinion um yes there is a bit of conflict or there's not a bit there's a massive conflict of interest in terms of um his academy and whatnot but I understand where Sundowns are coming from and I understand where Pizza is coming from. So I'm actually on the fence here, to be honest, Lou. If it was just some, I wouldn't say normal coach, but if it wasn't Pizzo, I'd say, nah, get away. You don't belong here. here. <laughs> but, 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 but it is Pizzo and what he's accomplished uh, as a local coach, um, he's proved himself. I think Sundowns might have to sort of bend the rules a little bit for him. That's my opinion. Yeah, I think Pizza is... is, is changing a lot of things for for coaches as well you know as much as you said Stu, that we need we need the kind of pizzas and the governs mainly because south african football you know it's very interesting when those guys are around and uh, with the achievements as well you know it sets the bar high for other coaches as well to work as a hard and uh, for Pizzo, if he gets that academy, and I wish that he does, so that he can open other doors as well for other coaches as well to look into it. Not necessarily maybe to do, to have also an academy, but to look into it to become not just coaches, but something else as well. There's so many ways to give back into the sports itself. And most of the time, we're focusing on just one thing. This is what I want to do. I want to be a coach and that's it. Not everybody can be Asen Wenger. Not everybody can be, say, Alex Ferguson. But Pizzo's trying to move in a different direction and implement some certain things that are new, which means he still wants to be part of football yeah. until forever. And he, this is him saying, this is my legacy. This is what I leave behind. Yeah. Give the he man wants to what, leave a legacy. Exactly. Give the man what he wants because he is he, he deserves it and he has achieved i think more than any other black coach in south africa that has achieved not only just black coach i think a south african coach that has achieved i think we need to give we need to give credit where it's due i think if mm. that's what he wants of course let him find a common ground where it works for both parties and let him let him continue doing his job it's just that the problem will come when he stop bringing results yeah. I think they'll find they'll find ways out to to you know to bring him down because we know how football is we know how the sports is we only we 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 you know we salute you we clap hands for you while you're on your way up we enjoy you it's you know we praise you while you're there but when you stay there too long we want to bring you down as quickly as possible so that we can replace you and put somebody there so I yeah. just hope that he will continue doing all these great things and uh, let's look at you know the positive on 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 this issue on. He wants to make sure that other players as well get an opportunity as quickly as possible to become in a, uh, a professional players because we know the story in South Africa. You become a professional footballer when you're 25, 26, and we're still considering you a youngster. We actually yeah. see 18, 19 year olds. Hopefully, that's you know that's his vision as well to try and bring yeah. in 
so many youngsters within the, uh, the, the the PSL setup so that we can grow as footballers. That's why you see, you hardly see your Dane Clates anymore, where you have a player that plays for so many seasons. Because now lately, if a footballer gets an opportunity to play in the PSL is 27. He plays three years, he's finished. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, he's done. True, and I think I think Pizzo's also. Uh, this is a response to the fact of, you know, the team that he's coaching is Sundowns, and Sundowns is a team that will buy talent. It, it is what it is. They they want they want to churn out trophy after trophy, and there's no yeah. there's no knocking that. I think Man City is the same type of setup, but I think mm-hmm. he wants to be like, you know what. I'm also this type of coach. You know what I mean? I'm and also, Slui, he, he wants to make that guap, dude. Yeah, know? man. Yeah, yeah like, Sundance, <laughs> like Sundance, I've got a player, you know, he's 17, he's a striker. I think we can sign him. How much do you need, Pizzo? Like, five, me, you know? <laughs> give me give me the five. You know, he wants to make that guap. Yeah, Pizzo's looking for the, the South African Mbappe, so you can be like, yeah. <laughs> let me get these racks. 100%. 100%. But, uh, and he's out there. The South African Mbappe is out there somewhere, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I, I, like, I like that he calls it a grassroots program as well. It means that he's not going to try and make it all glitz and glam. He wants it to be Ekasi, like, like, like from, from where he's from. So I, I, like, sure. I like that idea. And also, he was, before he became a coach at Supersport, this guy was a scout. Yeah. Mm. So he knows how to sport players. So he knows exactly mm. that that will work. But the question is, those slew is, now if that happens, so now he needs to probably maybe put other people in charge in terms of selecting players for his academy. Yeah. So now how would he divide his time? That's yeah. what I'm saying, that if the team is not delivering, people will be saying, yeah, you're putting so much focus on your on your on your program itself that yeah. it, it it drives you away from your actual job and i think well, that's, that's been the issue Teko. yeah that that's that's been the hold up the, the question has been asked to him how are you going to divide your time yeah and um obviously i don't know the conversations behind closed doors but you've hit the nail on the head there but yeah yeah, yeah. have to agree with it. especially with a team like sundance all that traveling but um you know speaking of mm. great coaches uh it was last week in the soccer duma paper we had a great feature on chiefs coaches it was actually of like overall what it takes to be a chiefs coach uh but uh, we decided to take a look back at the chiefs coaches of this past decade 2010 to 2020 uh i've got the list in front of me here um i like the way it's divided up because it's like guys who won things and then (laughs) the rest (laughs) don't be mean don't be mean i'm sorry sorry. let me be nice but uh, we start with vladimir vermezovic uh, he, he got a back-to-back telecom uh, knockout championships. Back then, it was the telecom yeah. cup. Uh, and then yeah. there was the interim stage of uh, Dr. Kumalo and Donald Kuse, Donald Ace Kuse. Mm. Uh, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, even though they were there for a short time, that was low-key iconic as um, Yeah. And then after that, we had Stuart Baxter, who went on to become two-time PSL champion, a Nedbank Cup champion, an MTN8 champion. Mm. And then we had what I still consider a legendary run, despite the lack of trophies, of Steve Compella from 2015 to 2018, where he became the philosopher supreme that we all know and love. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then mm. from there, we had uh, Patrick Mabedi and Giovanni Solinas, both in 2018. And since then, we've had Ernst Middendorp, who is just this close to a PSL title, but no cigar. Mm. So who are your guys' mm. favorite coaches of this past decade or favorite coach? of this past decade yeah it's a it's a tough one i mean it's you know i, I know stuart baxter personally um 
and I know players who have played with Stuart, not just at Chiefs, but at Supersport as well, and under at Bafana. And they've told me what kind of person he is as a coach. Mm-hmm. And it's the same person that you meet outside of football as well. So for me, that tells me he's, he's not just a great coach, but a great man. And obviously his record speaks for himself. Um, uh, we had t- two leagues. He won the Netbank Cup and the MTN8. Uh, for me, he's my favorite without a doubt. Um Vemisovic, two cups, you said, two Telkom cups. Um, He won the MTN8 as well, I think, with Pirates. So he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. Um, But I'm going for Stuart Baxter. And let's not put out Ernst. I'm telling you why. Because if by some miracle Chiefs do win this league this year, he's literally turned that club upside down. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, But don't write him off just yet. But for me, it's a Stuart Baxter through and through. Are you you saying that about Ernest because of the core? <laughs> I think um, no. Okay. Um, f- for me is is um, I know Steve Compella, you know, and I know what a great coach he is. And uh, mm. but it's just that it's so unfortunate that Steve always does well in the so-called small teams, and he also is the guy that actually you know brings in new talent, you know, makes players, and uh, we've seen him with. With his platinum stars team, with uh, with uh, with the uh, free state stars team, where we always have a superstar in their team, and they always get sold to all these bigger teams. I think he's 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 it's just he was just unfortunate not to win anything at KZ Chiefs, but also he brought the other side of Steve, like you say, the philosopher that we we actually like and we admire right now. But that's that's a person that I like as a coach, you know. Yeah. But but also no, uh, we need to also be factual about the numbers don't lie. And Stuart Baxter has been the best because he has won so much. And uh, also, the last time they won something, it was with him. Yeah. You know. And uh, and uh, and uh, and if you can see as well, I think the reason why he was the last coach that won something because on the regular games, he never wore check suits. He wore suits. And other guys, uh, they were wearing check suits and whatnot. And I think uh, Mudendop <laughs> is on that trail as well as wearing suits. He's trying to win the games. But I think the most yeah. important coach right now that can actually turn the fortunes of Keza Chiefs, I think it's Mudendop. I think he's standing, bet- mm. you know, being one of the coaches that turn things around. Because when you speak about coaches that turn things around, we can go back and speak about your Ted Dimitris. We can go back and speak about your Jeff Butlers, you know, your Dolezars. Coaches that we'll never forget because of when they came in, Chiefs was not doing that great and then they turn things around and I think Mudendop will be part of that conversation if actually he does turn things around I just hope that he does so that we can have this kind of conversations going forward yeah definitely another reason why why I love Steve Compella up there with those names is that uh, on my starter pack um, there's there's a few names who come up whenever I'm like who is your first professional coach what was your relationship with him like where players will hmm. name oh, it's, it's Steve Compella and Gavin Hunt have come up the most where players are like it was like a father figure to me helped me gave me my first start and I, I really enjoy hearing those type of stories you know yeah, uh, even if you don't come home with a trophy to, to to put somebody on the map to to help a player get his first start is a huge deal uh, and not yeah, many coaches 100%. can make that claim so yes 
up next we have a look in the papers we have a couple rumors uh one of them is is a recurring one it always seems to come up uh, we saw it in january where knowledge musona might be returning to the psl uh so his agent said the priority is to keep him abroad but if there are good offers from solid football clubs and that is absolutely importantly now because of COVID 19 he will consider them he's of course struggling for game time abroad uh and right now both sundowns and chiefs have been linked but realistically because of the transfer ban sundowns looks to be the main um destination that he could go to if he were to come back so what do you guys make of this should he just pull the trigger and you know what it's been so long i've been linked clearly there's been chat about it between his agents and and potential clubs but um should should knowledge musona come back no he shouldn't i mean it's 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 no secret that pizza is a big fan and i'm a big fan i think he's a top player um, but he must do absolutely everything possible to stay in Europe, mm-hmm. uh, just like any player. Uh, you know, if, if you want to come back, you come back here when you're 33, 34 for the last two, three years of your life. Not now. Um, yeah, that's that's my opinion. I think he should try and stay. He's a, he's a very good player. It's obviously just not happening for, for him where he is at the moment. And that's fine. That happens in people's careers. It's not an issue. Time for a little change, I think. What yeah. do you think, Tex? Yeah, time for change. I mean, Vincent Kampony was like, nah, fam, you need to bounce. But I think it's... <laughs> It's 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 like you said, Sean. I think it's important for him to stay there and yeah. and try and maybe move around a bit and 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 try to have the best possible opportunities because those are the kind of things you don't want to look back once you retire. Like, you know what? I should have stayed longer, a little bit longer. Because coming to the PSO, it's given. Even if he comes back at 33, it's given. It's gonna get a contract somewhere. So why rush to get a contract knowing for a fact that it's it's there for you, with the, irrespective of when you're coming back? I think with his talent, he just needs to continue, you know, doing uh, uh, what he's doing right now, and uh, possibly you know create that inspiration in his country in Zimbabwe to make sure that you know he he brings in that thing that you know irrespective of how difficult. Uh, things may be overseas. I think this is the place where you need to be actually to improve as a footballer. And we know how important it is in this country. So I think he needs to stay there because you don't want to be in a position where you say, you know what, I failed because I I didn't stay long. I was not patient enough. I think he's been patient for so long. I think he just needs to have a new uh, different dressing room, a different different team, a different jersey. I think that will do him great. Yes, I agree. And then elsewhere, we have rumors linking Chipper United midfielder Tabo Rakale to Kaiser Chiefs. I think this one seems a little bit more realistic in terms of how much it's been spoken about. If you get the uh, Sokola Duma newspaper, it's a central feature in this week's edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're, they're discussing, is he the right fit for Chiefs? You know, he's one of the best dribblers in the league, uh, fantastic midfielder, creative as all hell. And, um, you know, would Chiefs be able to pull him away from um, uh, the, why am I blanking on the coach's name um, Coach Rolani uh, Rolani, <laughs> coach Rolani. Rolani. yes <laughs> wow lockdown brain um, but um, you know Chiefs have been linked with him uh, of course they'd want some extra uh, firepower in their midfield um, it's, 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 not, it's not a direct replacement for anyone they're losing but Tabo Rakala is very popular I'm sure the fans would love him does he fit the mold um, if Chiefs were to be able to pull it off of course if, if Rakala were to extend then it's, a done, it's, it's dead because Chiefs can't make the purchase uh, with the transfer ban but if, if he doesn't renew and it, the window opens up 
should Chiefs sign him? Yeah, you know, it's 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 a weird one. Hey, I mean, I've I've watched him quite a few times, and he's been absolutely brilliant one day, and the next he doesn't even feature the next game. Mm. So for me, he's very very hot and cold, and you cannot be a hot and cold player at, at a at a team like Kaiser Chiefs. I've seen him play at a right wing. I've seen him play as a left winger cutting in. I've seen him play as an inverted left winger. Um, you know, it, this is a player who's played over 160, 170 games in the PSL, and he's only scored 10 goals. Dude. And he's 30 years old already. So, I don't know. Like, it's it's a it's a it's a bizarre one to be honest. I don't know. Teko, help me, brother. I've got nothing, nothing, nothing negative to say about Rachel. He's my boy. I like no, him. Yes. No. Yeah. But the facts are, um, playing at the position where he's playing, I think with with his talent as well, I think he should be more uh, on the score sheet than yes. him having too many videos of dribbling people, you know? Mm. I'll say I'll say this. I mean, at Tolano Paris, he was a fan's favorite and then he didn't stay there long. And if he's going to go, if that opportunity comes again for him to play for a big team like Keza Chiefs and it happens again, if he wants to be a fan favorite, he knows exactly where he's going to end up, mm. you know? And uh, and the demands at, uh, at a big team um, are big. Yep. And uh, that every game, every game is a big game for big teams, you know. And mm. uh, and for Jomo as well, and uh, not playing regularly at cheap. Uh, and like you said, like mm. his consistency has always been an issue for me. Where I know what he's capable of, but he's, you know, he's struggling to to be consistent and to mm. to have a great season. Like I've never been in a position where I said, you know, Rahali had a great great season this season, you know. And 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 those are the challenges. And and of course, sometimes you you need to be surrounded by good players as well to be great as I well. was about to say I was about to say yeah. do you think it's a lack of great uh, good players around yeah, him at some, sometimes it helps sometimes it helps yeah. not sometimes all the time it helps to have a great a great players surrounding you because they they push you to become mm. better and better and better every time of course and maybe that challenge at Kansas she's might might give you that but you need to understand it Tabo needs to understand that if if if, if you go into case Chiefs anybody that has been a, f- a, crowd, a crowd's favorite mm. doesn't make it a case of Chiefs. You don't play. Yep. And if he's he's able to adjust his game, work hard and forget about being a dribbling wizard and try to make an impact for once, make a positive impact into the team. Mm. I think this is the greatest opportunity that every player wants, especially now with the playing for a team that is fighting for relegation and you want to be signed by a team that is fighting for owners. I think it's no brainer. Tabu will definitely go to Kaiser Chiefs. But also Kaiser sure. Chiefs, Chiefs need to relax because their their band is still there. So they they, yeah. they, they need to relax yeah. and they start, relax. they're doing window shopping. You must just relax. And I have questions <laughs> there because don't they need to replace George Maluleka? And I don't know if Tabu Rahal is the is the right guy to replace no, him. Uh, look, they, they do have players in the midfield. Make no mistake, mm. they will never find another George Maluleka. They will never replace him. They need to find a, mm. a player that will play differently than George. Mm. But he, the thing is also is the challenges of playing for a big team. It's not the same challenges as playing for cheaper where, yeah, if you win, it's fine. You know, you lose, it's okay, guys. We'll do it next week. Kids achieves, that's not the case. You expect it to win every day. And yes. if you're a card favorite, you expect it to do certain things all the time. Yet, and most of the time, when, when you're that player, 
you you always go against the coach because the coach wants mm -hmm. you to do this the crowd wants you to do that and that's that's the dilemma that Josh Lewis also faced at KZ Chiefs that's yeah. the Jangas we spoke about him the other day that's the dilemma that he faced the crowds expecting him to do all these wonderful things but those things are they beneficial to the system are they beneficial to the team no they don't they are not so now it becomes a problem to the player so if Tabo is 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 willing to change his game to take it to the next level and mm. to want to see himself in the Bafana team he needs to change his game he needs to change his mentality and if he wants to make it big this is an opportunity because this kind of opportunity will never come back again yeah yes, i agree that is that is true and i mean you know personally there's there's just a part of me that thinks he'll work better under rulani than than ernst middendorp uh, the way i've seen chiefs play this season it's not a lot of flashiness it's it's very direct kind of almost German efficiency like Ernst would want but um, yeah. you know whereas Rulani is more kind of creative it's, it's about the touch it's about the composure uh, yeah. maybe maybe he'd be better there but again you can't pass up an opportunity like that so I would never take anything away from the guy um, no ways but uh, up next we have the car of the week Sean Roberts what do you have for us this week I have seen Gerald Peary Jr. hanging around a beautiful Mercedes. Whether it's his or not, I'm not too sure. Um, but we know that Mercedes generally are for the more discerning buyer. He is uh, seen sporting a C200 badge at the back, which is actually a 1.6 liter diesel. Not the quickest of cars. It, is, it is only takes, well, it takes 8.5 seconds to reach 100 k's an hour, which is damn slow. Mm -hmm. Coming... Coming short in terms of handling against his counterparts being the BMW 3 Series and the Audi A3 Saloon. All round, I'm a big fan. I think more fo more footballers should be driving in this sort of comfort, ranging from around 400,000 to 680,000 with all the bells and whistles. That's the car of the week. How's the, how's the do, interior do, do. on that one? Beautiful, bud. All leather interior. Fantastic. Okay, cool. That's yeah. me. Because that's, that's my whole Baba. thing. If you're going to be stuck in traffic, you might as well just have a fly interior. Um, <laughs> there's, there's, there's heated seats. You know what I'm saying? Warm my butt. <laughs> uh, we close off, as always, with a motivational quote of the week. Mr. Roberts, again, take it away. Yes, sir. I was going to give one of mine, but then I was scrolling through Instagram this morning and saw Cole Alexander write this. Ooh. Success is going from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. In other words, never give up, guys. Ever, ever, ever. Yes, yes. I love that. I love that. I love that. By the yeah. way, I, I came up with my rhyme for Fodeco. He's the man with the boot who knows how to shoot. I don't know how I didn't. Put, uh, I don't know how I didn't uh, put two and two together at the beginning. Of next the week. Next week. Next week. I promise. Be I I promise you. Many people will disagree with you. Knowing how to shoot. I don't even remember <laughs> the last time I took a shot at goal. <laughs> hey, how to hey, pass? Did, yes. You, you scored against Kune from the halfway, so you can always claim. You can always claim. Bro. I don't have to claim. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> But that is how <laughs> that is how we wrap up episode number twenty-seven of the Car Wash. Big shout out again to our uh, Mahi Gang FM listeners over on ninety-six point seven. That is how we wrap up game time. Yes, sir. And uh, we shall see you all next week. From myself, Slu Paho, Sayonara. Thanks, folks. guys. Away, my Buddhas. Today is a great day for Car Wash. Yeah, sure. Car Wash. <laughs> <laughs> This is the car wash on Fuckalad Duma Radio. This is a fang on a corner.